Who are we here with today? Matt Bonji. Um, not the most interesting guy, but I definitely have some uh, fun stuff we can talk about. Some shit to say. Yeah. You know, Yo, have you ever almost died? <laughs> That's a crazy <laughs> jump. Yeah, it's funny because I just said that I have a funny story. Not a fun. It's actually not funny. It's actually quite messed up. I thought we were going to segue into this, but, um, so what happened was, it was about two years ago, like right before the 4th of July, me and my brother and two of our friends were fishing in Cape Cod out, um, in Chatham. Um, if you're anywhere from the Cape, you know, there's a place in Chatham in the ocean called the cut. The cut's probably the most dangerous place in the area to boat it's like known there's tons of sweat like not even just swells but the riptides there there's tons of sharks there it's very dangerous and somehow our dumb asses found ourselves out there fishing um it was a cloudy day but it wasn't stormy and we hadn't really caught anything it was pretty unfortunate like it wasn't like you when you get when we get to the point where it like happened you'd think like wow these kids are dumbasses why were they even out there but like it was just cloudy like and that we there weren't many other boats out there um but it was us and we weren't catching anything and really cloudy we had the uh the motor up so we were just kind of like trolling and literally it was like it was like a movie like a big gap in the clouds comes and sun's peering down there's like a hundred seagulls in the air diving into the water so like if anyone fishes that's like sign number one there's fish because the fit the, the seagulls are diving for the school of fish and the big school of fish are being chased by bigger fish which is what we're going for like stripers um yeah so we we kind of like put the engine back in we kind of sped over there i threw my i threw my line in finally hooked onto a fish and few seconds literally a few seconds after i hooked onto the fish we turn around and there's a massive fucking like 20 foot wave about to collapse like about a breach right onto our boat and the engine's up so we were like holy shit so we were trying to get the engine back and we had like very few amount of seconds to actually react to this and the wave like it just like you ever body surf or like your body like kind of like just starts going down the wave and that's what happened to the boat and the boat was kind of like surfing the wave for a little and then it slowly started turning the boat and then we were sideways and that catapulted us off the boat and granted the cut is about two miles offshore and we're in the middle of clouds and all of a sudden like there was fog everywhere like it turned into a storm that quick that's how like dangerous the ocean is like people really always say like the ocean's dangerous as hell like you really don't know until you experience it. Like, it's crazy. Did the boat capsize? Or? Boat fully capsized. So in Massachusetts, there's a law. Any boat under 20 feet has to legally, legally has to be able to float if capsized. So like, luckily we were in, we were in a boat that was less than 20 feet. So the boat did float while capsized. So it was completely upside down. I got completely tossed from the boat. My brother got th- jumped off the boat before it capsized. He saw it coming. Our friend was in the, uh, like the cockpit area, I don't even know where to call it, where you would drive, and he got trapped in there. So he was underneath, he was trapped in there, and he had to like wedge himself out. I got thrown off. The first thing I did, like you really, like your your life instincts kick in, and you like you kind of like I kind of blacked out. Like it's it's wild because I don't really know why I did what I did, but the re like what I did was the reason I'm alive and we're all alive today is the first thing I did after we got catapulted was I took my phone and I lifted it out of the water and I put, and I swam back to the boat in the middle of waves. It was like very, it came out of nowhere, uh, with one arm. Um, and it was intense and we were getting, we got back like, so as I'm swimming back onto the boat, my touch screen on my phone uh, wasn't working because the salt water damages your phone super quickly. Um, so I held down the side and I was like, Siri, call 911. Um, so I got a call out. Uh, luckily, I had service. Um, this is weird. You, I have T-Mobile. You normally like T-Mobile sucks. But for whatever reason, T-Mobile had service two miles offshore and no one else did. So props to T-Mobile. T-Mobile should fucking sponsor me and give me a lifetime deal. But um, I got the call off. 
and 45 seconds later my phone goes dead so i don't we didn't know if they could hear us or like even heard us or knew where we were so our phone was just my phone was just dead gone um no one had a phone everyone's phone was dead or in the bottom of the ocean like we were just sitting on an upside down boat in the middle of big waves for about 45 minutes um a few things that happened we were actually like by the grace of god i like to think that um we were saved by God today and my pop-up because in my um, backpack, I had my backpack with me. I have my wallet. I have my wallet, which I still have today. And in that wallet, and it's still in there now, is my uh, papa, my grandfather's, we just call him papa, his uh, funeral card. And that's kind of like been my good memento sort of thing uh, that I keep with me at all times. Uh, just It just kind of makes me, I don't know, kind of makes me feel like he's there. And... I don't know. Like I saw my backpack floating 20 feet away and I swam to get it. Like I wasn't going to let that go. I also had like a new pair of Yeezys, but yeah, that wasn't the real reason why I went to get it. And that's my, Which my ones? uh, the, the V2, the three fifties. Yeah. They were pretty cool. Didn't want to lose those, but I actually really just didn't want to lose my wallet. But again, like I wasn't really thinking like I was just acting out of instinct. Um, and 45 minutes later, like again out of a movie like a boat comes through the fog and saves us and it was crazy because the luckiest thing was a i was able to make the call b the anchor popped out when the boat flipped so it wasn't caught in anything but it was dragging which didn't allow us to move too far and the only reason they found us because they were able to calculate our coordinates from my phone call um Oh, the boat that showed up. The boat was, that showed they up. Were looking for they were looking for us. So a lot Coast of our friends, yeah, a lot of our friends were on different beaches throughout the Cape, because uh, we were like, it was like July third, and the next day we were all like going to like, um, what's the uh, beachcomber? Yeah, so we we're all going to beachcomber the next day. So like we had a bunch of friends um, all throughout different beaches, and they told us the next day like, Coast Guard and was going off the beach from every beach they were at trying to find us. Um, it was crazy and. The Coast Guard comes up and like a Navy SEAL dinghy jumped onto the thing. We were just bawling, man. It was like the most emotional thing because we like I, I just wasn't really speaking. My brother said I barely remember this stuff. But like my brother was like uh, he wasn't I wasn't speaking. Like one of our friends was like crying. Like we all thought we were dead. We were just like, fuck, like this is it. And I was just like quiet, like accepting the fact that like, holy shit all these movies that I've seen about lost at sea, stuff like that, like TV shows, like that's actually happening to me right now. Um, so luckily we got saved because of that phone call and we come back to shore and there was like 300 people standing on shore, like five ambulances waiting for us. It was crazy. Um, yeah, man, like to this day, it's like, it's not the easiest thing to talk about because it's definitely like, it's very PTSD worthy. Like I didn't go through anything like, like it's just like, it's just crazy. Like to think when in that moment, like, holy shit, like I'm dying. I'm going to be dead. And it's like, holy fuck, we got saved. It was crazy. It was easily like, I don't think I'll ever have something. Uh, at least I hope not have something like that ever. Like exp I'll never experience something like that again in my life. And I really hope I don't. But like that feeling where you're like, fuck, I'm dead. Is crazy. When was that? Uh, two years ago, July third. What was like the process? Like once you got on the shore, like you know, like, how, how did what was the intake like? Did you have to go to the hospital? Um. So I chose. We chose not to go to the hospital. Um. We just wanted to get home. We were just like, we're done. Like we just need to get home. Um. The biggest thing was to have us sit in the ambulance for about thirty minutes. Um, to ensure that we don't start vomiting up a ton of salt water because then we would have to go to the hospital and get IVs um, because salt water just completely dehydrates the shit out of you. Um, granted, we did take in a ton of salt water. I did puke up some salt water, but like I just, they, they, they can't make you go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. um, I chose not to. I just didn't want to deal with it. Um, we all just wanted to go home and just like be happy that we're not dead. I didn't want to sit in a hospital for the rest of the fucking day and deal with all that. So, yeah, we just, they they brought us on. There's actually, it's funny, like, we have an article, we have the article of the event, like, framed in one of our buddies' apartments. So, like, you can probably find it online. The craziest thing, though, is, like, 
every if you look up boat capsizes in the cut in the cape every single i'd say about 95 percent of those scenarios there's always a person that dies every single one is like always like someone's dead and we were fine and we wanted to i i actually like we actually asked because we went the next day and we like bought dinner for the people that actually ended up saving us we found where they worked and like we went to them and they said that they deleted the the call records because it was so disturbing they thought they were going to pull up on four dead kids because they couldn't really hear us it was just like muffled screaming so they were like very disturbed by it and they deleted it and so they were like you don't want to ever listen to that it's like very disturbing wow yeah. that's crazy what um holy shit <laughs> I didn't know you were going to get in that deep. Um, I told you, man, like it's, it's whose boat was it? Um, one of our buddies from home. Uh, I'm from Westboro. So, I was one of our friends from Westboro. Was he with you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was driving the boat. How Um, did that go? Like, what does that look like for the insurance? It was, it's very unfortunate. Um, so the Harbor master the next day after like that later that night after the, the storm subsided, they went out and towed the boat back. We actually, like, they had the boat back to their place, but it was just completely just ruined. Um, Insurance-wise, I don't really know how much of it is covered, but they actually, they ended up having to get a new boat. We all, like, pitched in to uh, help pay for it, but it's like, like, we weren't drunk or high. We were just fishing, so it's not like we were stupid. Like, there's a scenario, the only stupid thing is we shouldn't have been where we were, because it's such a dangerous area but we weren't drunk we weren't drinking we weren't like smoking weed on the boat like we were sober just trying to catch fish so like we weren't it's not like it was a stupid user error issue Mm -hmm. where we completely effed up and we're like holy crap like why would we ever do that it was just it's just it was just crazy how random it was i think that was the the scariest part is how fast it happened so like one thing you said that there was about 45 minutes in between the time that you capsized and then you were found by the Coast mm-hmm. Guard. Like, did the word get back to your parents that they were looking for you? No, so we, we had to call them after. Okay. It was very... <laughs> yeah, my, we were like, hey, guys, like, we almost just died. Like, I don't know, my mom started crying. My dad was, like, kind of laughing it off. He's like, you guys are, like, at least you guys are fine. Like, so they only were, the authorities knew. They were in Florida at the time looking for houses. So wow. they were not even in state. They were like completely gone. This is when wow. we still lived here. So yeah, they were, they were in different state. They just, it was just, I don't know. There was nothing like. It's good. They didn't know though. You know, I would rather of them not have known. Cause my mom would have gone into an absolute meltdown. Right. Wait. So how long was the search? Like how long was from, from capsized to being on shore? What was that time frame like? Like anywhere from Forty to an hour, forty okay. minutes to an hour. But it probably felt like it felt like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. But I, like at the same time, it's like I don't know. Like all concept of everything went out the window. So you guys are like, it was four of you. Yeah. Right. You guys are on top of this boat on the bottom. The bo- the bottom of the boat yeah. is flipped over. Right. Uh-huh. You're sitting on top of there. You're probably cold. Freezing. Are you talking? Like, what is the like? Uh, I, I don't like I wasn't talking one of our friends was freaking out hyperventilating uh-huh. my brother does Iron Man's he thought he was like I'm gonna swim to shore it's like no you're fucking not it's like no don't you dare. is that possible by the way two miles in the middle of a storm can you see shore no 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 okay. we couldn't see past 20 feet in front of us wow it was very foggy was it raining the whole time foggy it just, just came fog. out of freaking nowhere it was wild how fast it came um, so you don't know which direction shore is either? Not necessarily, no. We just knew the only land, like we there, we were about 10, 15 feet from a buoy, which was like the only sight of anything that we had. Mm-hmm. The rest was just open ocean from what we could see. Yeah. So we didn't really know which way shore was. We had a general idea. Um, I think we were all just like, we just didn't know what to do. It, we just, it, was, it was half figuring out what the hell just happened and other half is figuring out how to accept what happened like what's next what do we do how long are we going to be out here are we going to get saved is someone going to come 
just it was just a lot of thoughts and just I, I don't know man it, it's just it's it's weird like I know you're asking what was talked about but I really just don't remember it was just so it was all like concept of everything everything that you know and think you would do in that situation if you think you would do something right now if that happened to you you probably would do something completely different yeah because you, you because you can't when those instincts kicked in which i realized it, it you just don't you just do you don't really think and you can't really get words out at least i couldn't get words out you just were you're just trying to live and it's it's crazy that there's people that experience that like all the time like our like our military like there's people that go through that shit every day it's like takes us it's crazy what it does mentally to you nuts like i had crazy ptsd for it for about two weeks like i remember I had my friends over after like i got home i was telling the story like there everyone was very curious about what the hell happened and i had everyone leave because my resting heart rate was like 170 like because i just started freaking out and i was like I just recalling the just remembering know, yeah, yeah. the situation so it was very wow. it's hard is that a topic now that like you and your brother and your friends kind of avoid, or is it no. something that you like bring up like, I don't, lightheartedly? Like, hey, remember the time? I think it gets to a, at this point, it's lighthearted. I don't really like talking about it. I do talk about it. It's pretty badass. It's, <laughs> I guess, kinda. Yeah, it's it's also like, I, I, I talk about it because. Obviously, it's a very unique story. Mm -hmm. There's not many people that could sit here and tell you that. But thinking about it, it's just like it's it sucks to think of because I, that was just horrific. I don't really I don't know. I'm indifferent about talking about it. If someone asks about it or it's like a, a good topic, a discussion like right now is a good opportunity to say it. Um, kind of breaks the ice with this whole thing right now. So yeah, I was not expecting like that though. Like you, yeah. I told you it wasn't just like That's I crazy. almost got hit by a car. Like it was like a real story. Like, Don't get me going on that. We've told it one too many I times. Well, so didn't. I was thinking when you said your parents though, like obviously if you've listened to any Nicola podcast, you've probably heard about the time we drove down to Nashville. Oh yeah, and wrecked a, wrecked a car. But I've, I've yeah, I've, I've that story. Is I was insane. so. I had texted my, my dad maybe on the ride. Like, you know, we're about an hour and a half out of Nashville. I was like, yeah, we're about an hour and a half away. Like, whatever. And, like, my parents, like, I'm young. And, like, they're, they want to know. But I'm not, like, super, like, community. I, I'm open with them. I, I'm honest. Like, I'm going here. They're like, oh, that's cool. Just, you know, whatever. Um, But then that happens. And I'm like, yo, shit. Like, what am I going to fucking tell my parents? Like, that was one of the first things that, like, came to mind. Uh, when we're like standing on the side of the highway and so like we get to the hospital and I was just like eh I'm just gonna call my dad so I just called him and I was like yeah like I wanted to let you know that like first of all like, or I, I think I called my mom first no I called my dad I, I did not call my mom I called my dad and I, was I like, feel I like just, everyone's like yeah I call my, I'm gonna call my dad first yeah, yeah. I was like, and I was like do me a favor don't tell my mom this like you know I'm good like just don't tell my mom until like we get to like where we're going later um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. Like, it's always just, like, your parents never want you or anyone just, like, that you're close with, like, family or anything. And my dad was like, yeah, because I looked at your location and, like, you were in the same spot for a while. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, was, we were there for a while. I didn't even tell my parents until we got back to Boston because, like, I knew they were going to worry. And this was after you had already gotten I, the cast I went been to the hospital. Well, you weren't fine. Like, I, I was fine. Yeah, we but... I, I knew that they would worry until I was in Boston and they could see me and like know that I was okay. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that they could see me right after I told them. So um, made sure we got back next day, next morning. You know, my dad was expecting me to be back in Boston. Gave him a ring and I'm like, hey, I'm back. And he goes, oh, how's the trip? I'm like, well, well, I got hit by a car. Yeah. Hey, I got a new case for you on the bright side. <laughs> it's crazy, man. I think, uh, I think since we're all sons we initially will look to our dad to like because i think from a dad to a son they can relate to the antics that a, a, a boy would do growing up but i think a daughter would be like i'm gonna call my mom sort of thing i just feel like it's more of a relatable person because you can relate to them a little bit more mm -hmm. um just strictly because you're a son to a, a dad and a daughter to a mother so 
You know what I heard the other day, and like I was thinking about this, and I feel like it's true. This is like total pivot, but on the kind of uh, family dynamic is like you're like typically, I guess like girls marry guys that remind them of their father, mm. and then boys marry or whatever date or girls that remind them of their mother in like certain ways like makes sense both my mom and my girlfriend break my balls all the time (laughs) i guess but yeah i think yeah i think that's very true in the sense i think i think a lot of it is just based on how you're raised you know yeah i think because your parents will instill the morals that they grew up knowing on you so like the way that they treat you and the way that you like the way that you see them treat each other and the way that they treat you is exactly how you want to be treated by other people i feel like at least for my family um i don't go to church very regularly and i should and i always say i should but i i just don't i always find some excuse not to go and i think that's very poor of me um but i grew up in a very catholic family my grandfather is a deacon um my my dad's father um he used to go to church every single day like literally every single day um so i think back in like the whole values thing as to what they bestow upon you i think a lot of that comes from certain things like i think of what a lot of what i learned from my parents is a lot of revolves around a lot of religion and like religious based values and i think I went for me at least when I and something I look for in a girl um, and I have a a great girlfriend right now and I think that um, she has a lot of the qualities that my mom has she's like very um, noticing and very caring and always is like interested in things that I do and I think that just is a lot to do with treating others the way you want to be treated just like small things like that like things you used to hear in grade school that is a deep value that lies in Christianity and Catholicism is like treating others the same way you want to be treated. It may not be directly written down in the Bible, but it is something that is heavily practiced. Um, treating people good, um, loving your parents, don't disrespect your parents, just things like that. And I think a big thing for me is when I'm looking for in a girl is like someone that respects their parents. And I like, I've had, ex-girlfriends who like I've been around them and their parents and like they're just like disrespectful and like like they nag at them and they'll like yell at them and say rude things and that's just like the biggest turnoff for me is when someone just is like rude to other people that they shouldn't be ever rude to granted like we've all probably had arguments with our parents to the point where we've had screaming matches and like things thrown at us but who hasn't at this point I feel like that's the one thing you can't choose like in life and like you have to just like accept it for what it is and like the more of a positive outlook you look at you you view it the better it is for everyone and like like people just try to act like oh things can be different but they can't like mm-hmm. you just have to yeah just it is what it is it like, is what it is and i think a lot of what a lot of what tells about a, a person is how they react to certain things mm-hmm. like it is what it is but how are you going to take what happened, whether good or bad and handle it and kind of move forward with your life. Are you going to let it simmer and ruin the rest of your day or week or month or year? Or are you going to accept it and learn from it and kind of grow from it? Yeah. Part of growing up is like learning to love your family, like like getting over the little speed bumps and like, just like things that that happen. The things that used to piss us off when we were growing up living with our parents. And now it's like, wow, we're gone. It's like, what, what, why was I always angry? Yeah. It's stupid. No, it's like, it's weird to like look back and see the different stages you've had with your family growing up. I remember me and my sister, we had like, probably like close to a year where we wouldn't say a word to each other growing up. And we just fucking hated each other, you know? We would give each other dirty looks in the hallways. But then in high school, like, you know, I drove her to school every day, and like, we got really close. And then she followed in my footsteps to Penn State. And you know, now things are kind of on the rocks again, but you know, that's how it goes with your siblings. You wake up one day, and you hate them, but then the next day, they're your best friend. What's and the dynamic like? With a brother and sister. Because I feel like I've heard that situation Are you before. the only child? No. So I have a brother. I have an older oh, brother. Oh, yeah. And right. me and my brother, granted, we've had situations that you were talking about. But at this point, we're like as close as it comes. So like when you have a sister, is it a little... Obviously, like that sibling relationship is, is as pure as it gets. But 
again to what I was saying with the father and son and mother and daughter, is it harder to relate to that person and kind of get uh, more? Is it is it harder to break through that that realm of we're siblings to we're like best friends? So I'm five years older than my brother, and like him and I, we're always good. We text every day. You know, we'll send each other like TikToks. We'll send each other, you know, like sports rumors, just everything. We're just always shooting the shit. We'll play Fortnite together. So it's like he's like my best friend. You know, mm-hmm. we're always talking. We're going to the um, Peach Bowl together. He also follows yeah, yeah. my footsteps to Penn State. But um, with my sister, um, it's a little bit different because, you know, when we go out, like in Chumsford in our hometown, we'll see each other at the bars because there's only so many spots you can go. And where I'm only only two years older than her, like, you know, a lot of her friends are my friends yeah. and then, you know, vice versa. She played field hockey with some, you know, like, like Bria we saw last night. They knew each other. But, um, you know, I played hockey with some of her friends. Um, one of her friends is like my boy Carl, one of my best friends, and he's her age. So, um, you know, I guess that's that's always going to keep us close and, like, the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, we're a similar age. But, uh, you know, just stuff that we don't really need to get into now, we're always going to kind of butt heads over. Yeah. But, um, you know, like, she's, you know, she's called me at 2, 3 in the morning and she said, you know, Jack, I need help. And when your little sister calls you like that, you know, no matter what terms you're on at that time, you're always going to help her out. So um, definitely a couple of nights, my sister put herself in, you know, questionable situations at parties and stuff. And, uh, you know, we took care of it. So nice. Uh, but kind of how I feel <coughs> sometimes my brother mm-hmm. I'm good friends with a lot of his friends mm-hmm. it didn't really go the other way for him and I like he was friendly with my friends but I just think my, the kids I hung out with were very different from him um at least like the kids I hung out with growing up and like there's no, no nothing against them at all like I absolutely love my friends but um yeah I was I'm, I still am very good friends of my brother's friends and I, I like to call some of them like my friends now as well but like we used to we, we do and we past two years we've gone on a ski trip with a few of our buddies from home and it's like me my brother and then like his friends so I always was like all right like I'm just Nick's younger brother at this point mm-hmm. like I'm just here so it was like I'm only gonna go on that trip if my brother goes like I don't like it just like I know it, like I kind of can relate to your sister in that sense where it's like I think I made my own name. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I had a problem with that, but I also think in that situation, it's like, like, all right, you guys are friends with Nick. If you guys know me, I don't know. Like it just, I'm Nick's brother at this mm-hmm. point. So it's, I'll go if he goes, if not, like I'm not just going to go without him. Cause it's like, it just would feel weird to me. It's interesting. My dad grew up with his mom. He didn't grow up with his father until he was like 18. He met his dad. And uh, he had not, he didn't have siblings, but he had like uh, cousins, I think, or like some kind of like cousins and uncles, like kind of around his age. Mm -hmm. And he, again, met them later on in life and like was like introduced to a whole new half of his family, which is like, I can't even imagine that. Um, And I think like, like on the contrary, like he made it. A, an effort to do better, like grow raising his kids, mm-hmm. uh, which like I always appreciate. But like, it's fucking wild. Like he grew up with his mom and his grandfather, just yeah, like, living with them. Uh, and she did it's a, crazy. She did a good job, but like, it's wild. It's awesome, man. I mean, it's I think that's crazy that he met him when he was eighteen. I think it's yeah. awesome. Well, and like the, the the wild thing now. So like, I grew up knowing my grandfather. We would go, like, to Christmas with them. Like, they're in Jersey. And, like, you know, I didn't know when I was a little kid that, like, my dad didn't grow up with him. Like, I was just like, oh, it's my grandpa, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, now my grandparents on my dad's side. And so, like, he remarried. And my dad's mom, who he grew up with, died before I was born. So, like, I knew my grandma Olga, who I love, who's not, I'm not technically related to. It's my grandfather's new wife. Um, but I knew them as my grandparents. And, like, they moved on to puerto rico because she that's where she's from and like now like my grandfather's like oh, like not doing too well like whatever and my dad doesn't like doesn't really care like it's it's kind of like like my mom cares way more she's like you should call your father and like he's just like yeah like <laughs> you never called me yeah but no family is uh it's interesting that we're talking about this we thought we were going to talk about like 
current events and yeah. stuff but we got getting deep, deep right I don't now know. i feel like that's how it is no it's man. a great conversation too i um i think i think that just goes to show you how much of an impact parents have on your life um and i think it only makes us realize as time goes on when we have our own kids how important it's going to be to kind of yeah, how much different our lives are going to be like we have to be totally involved like we want to be involved we it's just like a whole different chapter to your life and i think that just goes to show how much our parents maybe like i think we all have good relationships with our parents like it that just goes to show you how important it is like all the shit that they did like i know my mom gets on my freaking nerves a lot but it's out of love like she will do she'll like nag and nag and like remind remind and all this stuff but it's like well, they just love us and it's it's interesting i couldn't imagine like raising kids like right now though, no with, like, I, I would die shit. like that's oh god i can't do it man i'm scared this generate the generations right now are in an absolute pit it's kind of a, a I, shame to see i feel like it can only get better but like I don't think it's getting anywhere better anytime soon. I think it's only going to get worse. See, I feel like a lot of... <clears throat> see, I think that, like, the generation before us, who, like, you know, there's, like, the gentle parenting, they call it, and, like, the iPad kids, well, I think that they created that generation thinking that it was okay. So, like, the kids that are growing up now, like, they're kind of fucked. But I think that where, you know, people who are our age, we grew up, you know, still going outside and without iPhones... And, you know, like playing in the dirt. And I think that we realize like how valuable that is. So I think that, you know, we're going like, to, our generation for the most part will instill those, yeah, instill those same values like in our kids because we see how fucked up it is now. And like, we're going to make a conscious effort to like not, yeah. to, to not have that again. Cause like, I think my kid's not going to fucking have an iPad, you know, at dinner 100%. when I'm taking them to the 99, you know, like. 100%. Taking your kid to the 99. That's a, that's a New England staple, bro. Like, it's a good I was place. growing up, like, some of my fondest memories are at the 99. Like, I don't remember what fucking food I ate. My grandfather used to take me there. He used to rip Outback Steakhouse. We used Outback to, sucks. We used to it always does go. suck, but I'm, it's, it's a staple. So, like, I grew up in, I grew up in the fucking boond, like, not even, like, I grew up in, like, a hippie lesbian town in Western Massachusetts. <laughs> Um, and you know, both my parents, my dad's from fucking Jersey. My mom's from New York. Like they're just they're They grew up very different than that, but they decided and they lived in Boston for a long time. They decided that they wanted to raise their family in the country, which I'm very grateful for. I'm, I'm happy. I grew up there. Um, but like I fucking like, I would like, dude, the, the, the families, the amount of fucked up, like parenting that like happens in that town uh -huh. like there's no 99 there's no fucking it's like we're going to the farm we're going to like eat some carrots and like you know playing like the grass or some shit like it's 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 crazy yeah i mean i grew up in suburbia so it's okay. like it's just everyone knew each other everyone knows yeah. everyone's shit and i i i wanted to say this when you're talking about it. i know i'm going back on it but to what you were saying about how you think that our generation will like change the scope of how kids are going. I think for every generation, there's, a, there's, a, there's two different sides, right? I think, I think you have people like us who agree that that stuff sucks. And I think that the generation before us with the gentle parenting thing, I also think that there's parents that didn't do that. And I think it goes both ways. You're going to have, you're going to have a good chunk of people that grow their, allow their kids to do all that. Like, I don't even want to get into it because I know it's like I don't I don't know what realm you guys want to talk about. Like I can go deep on the whole like go for it, go for it. Bro. I think nothing is on off limits. I think there's gonna be parents that like us that raise your daughter or son to be a real woman and a re or a real man, and then I think there's gonna be the parents that are growing up that not growing up that right now are sad excuses for men and women. I think that it's sad to see what's happened to our generation in, in terms of the dating sphere. I think that is a big impact as to what's going to happen in the future because I think, A, I don't mind dating apps. Um, I'll circle. This Neither will make sense in a, sense in a second. I don't mind dating apps. I think they're good for a little bit, but I think they diminish social skills. I think that our generation is so asphyxiated on image 
and things like that that like they're gonna raise i think just our generation is gonna have weird ways of parenting it's either going to be people like us which i'm sure in past generations there's always been people like us that are like we're raising our kids the right way the old-fashioned way the way that you turn a boy into a man and a girl into a woman and then there's gonna be parents that are in this like asphyxiation with how they look and their image and like they're they read too much in the news and they get their fucking news from Instagram or Twitter and they don't know how to learn for themselves where they're just going to go by what they think they should do because they think it's the right way and they don't trendy. actually know yeah. or it's going to be trendy. It's the right way. And they don't actually know what they're doing. They just are told what to do and they don't have any knowledge as to if it's good or bad. And I think that turns kids into what we see now where there's like very disrespectful young kids. Um, there's kids, no kids are There's very few kids outside playing now. There's kids on Kids don't, kids don't trick or treat anymore. No. I just found that no. out this year. No. What? There's no trick or treating. There's like bullshit now. And There's it's like nothing. Like, it's called trunk or treats. There's like nothing. Basically, what they do is a bunch of people go into like a parking lot. Oh, fuck that. And then they bring it. So, like, usually they charge admission for the car and they'll bring in like a couple of food trucks and they'll have like a fucking live band. Gentrified. There's just ass nothing Halloween, anymore. There's bro. just nothing. Like, there's no child. It, it's just. It's. it's I've, I play video games a lot and I'll admit that any day. But. I'm at a point where I could fucking play video games all day if I wanted to and be fine. Like, who gives a shit? I, I just don't. It just doesn't matter. Like, I. You need to have a childhood, and kids these days don't have you a childhood. I played video games all day. Well, it's like two days. I played like probably seven hours of Fortnite. And you got one win. I did. You hey, finally, you did. You, you played a ton, too. If that, I played if, like way less than half of you. If that yeah. is what makes you happy, man, I think it's a good thing. I don't think. Video games are a bad thing. I, I I know that's can easily be proven wrong, and I don't really care. I I play games as an escape and a way to get my mind off things. And if you wanna, if you work hard all week or the last month, and you want to take a few a day to just veg and be a bum, then so be it. As long as you get what you need to do done, I think you. I think as men, we could make that decision to be like, I want to take a break and just chill. Part of me wants to like, like we've been watching Yellowstone a lot. Have you I've seen never watched it, and I've only heard good things. It's but I just I, I get too deep into shows. I know that's same, what we're doing. It's it's, like, it's so it's, good. It's dangerous for me. It's very dangerous. But part of me like wants to just fucking buy a ranch in like Montana. Wouldn't that or be awesome? Wyoming. Just get a bunch of ATVs. Raise my kids out there. I think it'd be so hard. I would make an emphasis to also introduce them to civilization. <laughs> Um, and like we'd go on trips, I'd fucking, we'd take the jet, you know, go, go on a trip or some shit like that, you know, go to New York city or something. But no, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think like raising your kids or just like raising a family, like on like a farm or like in like on, off the of land and like, you know, we'd probably buy some food and so shit that, too. That's We're your not like dream. That's stuff, like your like, dream scenario. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it'd be really cool. I don't know if it's feasible and like if it will be feasible in, I don't know. Why wouldn't it be feasible? 15, 10, 10 years when I, when I want to have a family. I just don't know what society will be like. I don't know what my personal like work and business would be like. I, yeah. I would love to be in a place where like you can do that. I can step away from like work and like, f like I'm able to set myself up for when I want to have a family where I don't have to work as much and I'm able to, um, you know, be there for like my kids and like grow up, like wa watch them grow up and help them. But I don't know. I just think that would, that'd be fucking sick. Like just, Watching those shows and, like, also not even watching the shows, but, like, reality. Like, I've gone on some, like, road trips and, like, drove through, like, Texas and, like, the even even Utah and Colorado and Wyoming. And, like, those states, like, it's so peaceful and quiet and you don't have all this bullshit that, like, any city, no matter what city you choose, any city is going to have so much bullshit or, like, some, like, bubble neighborhood that you that you choose to live in in the suburbs or somewhere else i'm not gonna lie i freaking hate road trips really i hate driving yeah i, get I love I'm, driving i'll never go on another road trip again if it's more than four hours i'm booking a flight from here i just on can't out. i I, so I it's just too much where man. have you gone on road trips okay well i've never gone on like an actual road trip but <laughs> i've okay but like i've driven from Boston to Florida. That sucks. That's the worst road trip to do. That's the fucking East Coast. The East Coast is the worst to drive. Dude, I just I hate being in the car for even like okay, 30 fair minutes. Enough. But 
So I drove the first like road trip that I did was Austin, Texas to Salt Lake, Utah. And it was me and my friend. We were going to go skiing and we had the trip planned for three days. We get to Albuquerque, New Mexico, 10 hours into the drive. We left Austin early that morning. We were supposed to st- stop there, get a hotel for the night, whatever. And then go to Moab the next day and then go to Salt Lake. It would be three days. We get to Albuquerque, sun setting. We're like, we're fucking booking it. it was, first of all, it was sick. We drove through all of Texas. It's flat. It was just like beautiful, calming. Like we're listening to country music. It's just a vibe, right? We get to Albuquerque. We just keep going. We get to Moab that night, which was supposed to be our day two drive. So we were exhausted. But like we ended up waking up in Moab, which we weren't planning. And then just Arches National Park was like, that's what that's what's in Moab. And we had the day. So we just went on a hike. It was like probably one of the coolest places. It, it was the coolest place I've ever been in my life. It's I would like love Mars. to see national parks. I will. Agree. And I don't know. There's something just about picking up. We had this planned, obviously, but just like picking up and hitting the road with like one person um, or, you know, a couple people, whatever it is, or even by yourself. Like, like my dad used to drive around the whole country by himself with his dog. That's fucking sick. And that part of the country, the West, like Texas, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Montana, you name it, Idaho, uh, Wyoming, whatever. Like that is the most beautiful land like in the U.S., like some, you know, in in North America. And like it's just meant for like the fucking the roads are so sick. I've driven through, I think, Montana, and it is really cool. It's I will agree. So it is sick. cool. I've driven from, like, Colorado to Park Like, my brother lives in Denver, so I've driven okay. from Denver to Park City for yeah. a ski trip, and we had to drive through, I think it was Montana or Wyoming, one of the two, and it was really beautiful. I will agree. I do really want to see National The East Coast Park. sucks. Driving the East it's Coast terrible. was fucking terrible. That's, I'm with you. I will totally just hop on a flight, go, like, anywhere on the East Coast, but West Coast... Driving is so much fun. And, like, there, there's also the Pacific Coast Highway that goes on California. That. Yeah, That's it's sick. It's cool. Yeah, like, come on. Road I guess, cool. I don't know, man. I just, just not for me. I'd rather just get on a plane and go to Mexico. Just go to Cancun. Go to an all-inclusive resort and just call it that. Oh, man. I don't know. It sounds more ideal to me. I just hate being in the car. It makes me want to shoot someone. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes being on a plane sucks, too, though. Like, if you're stuck on a runway... And it's not taken off, or like you're waiting the taxi so you can pull up to I the gate. No, I don't mind that at all, man. Uh, I hate that. I hate it. Like, I, I also have such like, a short temper, like on flights like that. I get, I get so antsy. You yeah, you have a, a short temper, but you're also short, so you fit in the plane seat. I'm Jeez. like, I do not fit in the plane seat, so like, dude, I'm miserable. It's I have, not my temper. It's just like my knees are like, like killing me. I'm just like, oh my. You ever have someone yell at you for reclining your chair? Oh yeah. I don't give a fuck. I just do it. No, I'm saying, have you ever had no, someone say listen. something I'll just, to you? I'll just fucking, I've had somebody say something I've to had you. someone yell at me before, and I laughed so it's, hard in their face. I mean, like... I said, are you kidding me? You think I'm going to put my chair up? Just recline yours, too. Like, just it's move not a yours. Big deal. I paid for the shit. Uh, you, I, I don't know. I fly Delta. Like, There's not really much riffraff on there normally. Shout out Delta. Yeah. <laughs> the official airline of Nickel Up Media. Totally. Is yeah. it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've mm. only flown Delta in spirit once, but... Yeah, don't you don't need to talk about that. Don't talk that, about that. That airline's an absolute the, joke. When we flew Spirit, like the thing, like almost crashed. When we were com- we were coming back from what? Costa Rica, when, remember the landing back in Fort Lauderdale? I don't remember that honestly. <laughs> we dropped like. In, it was I don't remember that. I, I I think, honestly, I love Delta. I'm like the biggest <laughs> Delta person. Like he's a whore for Delta. I am horse. a Delta whore, but <laughs> but there is no difference in the actual flight. Like. The only differences are the luxuries. And if you want to get from point A to point B and you don't care about the time that it takes because a lot of it, like spirit and shit, like they get delayed and whatever, like it doesn't fucking matter. But the luxuries, the customer service, the way they treat you, everything that you, that I do care about, like Delta checks all those boxes, JetBlue's okay, United's okay, Americans, and eh, the flight attendants are fucking hot on American, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> See, I just rip it. I just go on Expedia. They bro. know what they're I just doing. Just find the cheapest flight. I don't really care. I've never cared about that shit. Like, we have, like, we know people that, and there's people that care about, like, first class. Like, I'm gonna get in the lounge. Like, I just. Well, now I get care. upgrades, though, because I fly. No, that that's, like, the nice part. And I will say, like, I just don't. That shit just doesn't matter to me. I've never cared about that. Like, just I'll sit in the back of the plane. I'm getting there at the same time. I just want to get there. I don't care. 
I'm not going to drop like an extra $200 to sit in fr- to say I sat in first class and get like a little thing of wine and <laughs> think I'm like the man. Like, I just don't care about it, dude. I'll, I'll fly economy mm-hmm. all the time. I don't care. I, I don't really care about any of that. And I don't really fly that much as is. Like I only really fly when I have to go home for holidays to see my family. But that's really it. I don't know. I'll never care about that stuff. But I do think being able to accumulate the miles like you guys have done it's it's money. money i put him on he's not he's, he's, he's i'm getting there. there oh you have credit card points yeah. Yeah. Did you have, have like a hundred twenty thousand miles yeah i have something? a bunch of debt i have a fuck ton of amex points um but no i i, I want to fly one day i want to like get a i want to get my pilot's license nice. um and i think it'd be sick to like own a plane own a small plane that i can fly yeah um i think that eventually I haven't looked into it that much recently because it's not like a realistic thing right now, but like electric planes are fucking sick. And like right now, yeah. So like right now, if you learn to fly a plane, you're learning on like a Cessna from like the 1980s, which I just think is kind of like counterintuitive because it's a 40 year old plane that like very limited primitive technology, right? Sure. You're learning how to fly a plane, but whatever. I would think I, I would love to, when the flight schools get like electric planes in the next, I don't know, five to 10 years, maybe learn on that. And that's much sim- much more similar to like what something that I would like buy, and uh, I didn't even know they had electric planes. I yeah, I mean I think they're working on it right now. I don't think it's like mass market yet, but um, I don't know. I, I want to just fucking fly my own plane, get take the fan like Jonathan Jones on the Patriots. I worked with him um, on some stuff recently. He's got his pilot's license. Really? And yeah, <laughs> so like basically, the Patriots were not good last year, and he was like finishing up good this year yeah they're not good this year but he was finishing up his his pilot's license like training and he didn't tell anyone because he didn't want like that to be like an excuse for like the not that he's responsible for them not doing well but like he didn't want to get shit for it but now like he kind of finished it up in the off season and everything and like he flies planes so he takes him all the time all the players he uh no he he flies like a small plane it's it's like Uh a um it's a cirrus jet uh-huh. And it's a really safe, like, small plane. He can put his family on there and, like, that's sweet. fucking hop around. Oh, that's and he's awesome. from the South. And, like, if you're from, like, Georgia or Alabama or, like, South Carolina or any of these, these uh, states or Florida, there's a million little airports. And, like, these planes that you're flying, the little ones, they don't have a ton of range. Mm-hmm. But you can just hop around. And if you need to go from, let's say, you know, Tuscaloosa to Miami, Florida, you might need to stop and, uh, I Gas don't know. Up. Yeah, ga- like Jacksonville, not Jacksonville, but like Gainesville on the way or something mm-hmm. like Atlanta, Gainesville. And then and you just make these little hops and, and you're flying yourself down there. That'd be cool. Sick. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, that's, that's a Even dream. to have the money to be able to be like, yeah, I'm buying my own plane. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding me? I, I, I don't really care about a boat. Like, I would rather buy a plane than a boat, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. I, I would get a boat. But Bongi like, doesn't want a boat. No, no. I do not want a boat. I was gonna say I, that's the last thing I want. We're gonna to get we're gonna get kayaks for the Boston for the mm-hmm. for the uh, really our boy has a a spot out in Boston Harbor for his <sighs> boat, so we're gonna tie kayaks up to it and that's then just so take them awesome. out. You should do it, dude. You live right next to the beach. You could take it out off M Street, dude. You're gonna use those like five times and be like, no, oh, we buy them. no. I think that that would be like. I'm gonna use. I it would make bunch. it. A, I would make it a point to like wake up early and go do that. That's yeah. so sick. It's so sick. In Fair the enough. summer, it's nice if out. You, if you do it, then dude, I would like wake up literally every single day. I would like bring, not every day. <laughs> not not every day, but I would wake up. I would go out there, like bring a fucking joint, watch the sunrise. Like that would be pretty sick. awesome. All right, Can't we're gonna on. clip this next. Uh, I don't know October when it's cold out and see how many days yeah. that you did that. I mean, yeah, I'm not, no, I'm gonna want. To I'm quick. gonna want to know like. When this happens, right? Whenever this, whenever we, we I want to hear this and I want to mark the time. I know realistically, you, if I did it, I would do it more than five times, like you said, but there's no chance that I'm doing it every day. I could not do that. But it's a lot. I, I, it sounds amazing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so I want to yeah. ask you so this is totally different than what we were just talking about, but I know you guys have gotten pretty heavily into the, or at least getting really heavily into the gym. How's that going? Like, what's what's the goal? What are you looking for? And just what's the hardest part? I'm just curious on how it's going for you guys. I love that. 
Well, I texted, like, our trainer, Darren, asked us, shout out Darren, program's been great, but uh, he texted us and he said, what are your goals in the gym? And I told him, I am strictly training for aesthetics. Okay. So, like, I just want to, like, look good at the beach, but um, I was kind of kidding about that. Um, obviously broke my arm, so trying to, you know, regain strength mm-hmm. there and kind of even my arms back out and, you know, keep the mobility up. So, he's been, like, working that into the program as well. Um, honestly, like the hardest part is getting all your protein in for the day. Um, trying to match our body weight and protein. Um, and then it's hard for me. I'm a big guy. You know, it's it just it gets up there, and you know sometimes you know you just don't want to eat that last chicken breast or whatever. Yeah. But um, it's tough. It's good that because like we're on the same program right now. So uh-huh. um, yeah. Although you fucking worked out today without me. What? You worked out right before this, and I wasn't even here. You didn't even Sorry. tell me. Like, I don't know. You were playing house with Lucy. No, I was going to Costco <laughs> to get us groceries. Like, dude, come on. No, I don't you know. You were playing house. <laughs> Fucking. I, I think know. it's awesome, man. I like. I don't think any of us are going to sit here and tell you that we're the big guys. You're like, we're ripped or anything. Like, we're. I just think you got to go, man. I just think, like, I went way too long without going to the gym. Like, I when I lived in Florida after college for, the, for a year with uh, my parents, I was so unmotivated. I was just so, like, I hate to say it, but I was just depressed there. It was just so depressing. I loved being with my parents, and I think that was a big reason why I got super, like, I was always close to my parents, but I think growing up, I was a little more removed, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think anyone in my family would tell you that, but I think, like, forced, being forced to be there, I don't want to say forced, I think it's a bad phrase, bad term to use. Probably felt trapped. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of felt trapped there, but at the same time, like it kind of got me a lot closer on a more mature level with my parents. So I, I definitely think that was good. But while I was there, I just had no motivation to go work out. I ate like shit, man. Like, oh my God, me and my dad together are a terrible combo with food. Because <laughs> we'll, we, we, will, we would pig out together. And... It was bad for a while, and he lost a shit ton of weight, and he looks way different, and it's awesome. But when I lived there, we were a bad combo together because my mom, on some Sundays, like she'd go to work, and obviously my dad, my mom's a nurse, so she doesn't. It's not like she has the weekends off, so she kind of just works whenever they have her. My dad and I would be it'd be Sunday, we'd have no, we'd be watching football. We'd be like, all right, let's go and get some supplies. Drive to Publix, the grocery mm. store there, and we would scoop. Oh a my pub god, sub. man! We would get so much shit. We would buffalo get chicken pub TGI sub. Fridays, potato skins, buffalo chicken boneless bites, um, jalapeno poppers, like French fries, and we would just go nuts. And we didn't really think anything of it. We would get like a pepperoni stick and just split it. Like I would, t- I'll take a pepperoni stick and just eat it right up from. The- I won't even cut it. It's so I love. It. It's like a weakness to mine, to me. And but, dude, like I gained so much fucking weight there. Like I've never been overweight, and I still to this day don't think at that point I ever was like overweight. Just for me. Like I was about like 120 pounds, like sophomore year of high school. Like I didn't hit puberty till late. So I was really skinny kid. I've always been really skinny, but I actually like ballooned up. I, I weighed like 206 pounds before I moved here. And that was like a lot for me. And I didn't, I was just like, I felt like shit, man. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't like walk upstairs without being gassed. Couldn't run. I was like vaping all the time. I, I don't vape anymore. I'm like four, like four months clean of vaping. So I think that's a big W for me. Just Zins now though, right? It helps. Yeah. Um, I think it's better than vaping. Fuck. That's like, that's that like one of the, bad, wor- that, that's one of the, I have a couple things like non-negotiables for like girls, but like, that's one of the, the big ones. Like I, if a girl's vaping, that is one of the most revolting 
things that I that that can be possibly nah. done. I now I it's funny because now I look at people when they vape and I'm like gross. It's dude, nasty. It's gross. At, it's like I can't believe I did that for so long. When we were at Mater's, like uh, Taro started like ripping a vape. He was like, yeah, you can't like, you can't like, rip that in here. Apartment. You can't rip that in here. Yeah. And then she's like, why? And he goes, why? He goes, because like you're a, you're a pretty girl. It's gonna just fucking ruin your life. Like what is it? What does it do for you? Yeah. You're just not ripping it in here. And I love that. That was really That's good. awesome. Just I think I think the, putting her in her place. I think the most addicting thing for me with vaping was. Is it like the movement? Is it like yes, yeah. That's what I was about to say. It's yeah. the, it's the con. It's the like. You just like sucking on something. That's why I get in the, trouble with my dad. It's the fixation. You like sucking on something it's like hard. A, it's all right, bro. Don't do that. Dude, <laughs> You're such a fuck, man. I mean, uh, I couldn't relate. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just no. It, weird. You are right, though. That is what it but is. But you haven't done it for four months, so good for you. Yeah, I. It's helped a ton. Um, especially with working out, it's, nice. it's, it's definitely like, I think I would, got me I would, feeling a lot healthier. I would say the same, like with Jack too, like on the, the eating has been the hardest thing with fitness and just like, I've, I'm always like, kind of like been like, like, like to eat good foods and like good to me is like healthy, like organic, high quality foods. But when I like started to like actually think about because i used to just not think about it i used to just eat yeah. whatever it was when i started to think about it and intentionally put more protein into my body and like really just focusing on protein because that's what we're doing um i was like this shit's fucking hard i would never like i have to make a protein shake now i have to make more eggs just more turkey yeah. bacon in the morning like uh-huh. i don't know i think for me now um i'm i'm very used to all the protein. I think it's like gets to a part where it just feels natural. Mm. But I think the hardest thing, and I would say that this is even harder than in eating as much is, um, the, the, the extra th- smaller things that you wouldn't really think of, like the, dr- like a dressing, like a sauce, like the oils that you use, um, the, the amount of fat content that a lot of those have, like it, it, fats aren't necessarily the worst thing. Um, I think it's just a matter of what fats you're eating. Yeah. Um, but I think though that's to me is the hardest thing. Um, cause I've, I've always been able to eat a ton. Like I have no problem eating a shit ton of food. Right I could, I could eat, stuff, I'll yeah. eat like a pound of steak for a meal, like pretty easily with like, f- like five potatoes and like, like four, like 30 Brussels sprouts, like no problem. But I think for me, it's like, I got to make sure I'm using good oil. I don't want to use like shit oil. I don't want to put on, I want to make sure like if I'm like, I can't just eat like plain chicken. Like you got to make sure you season it. You have like put sauce on it. You got to make sure it's like low calories, like stuff like that. Like fucking freak doesn't like sauce though. I think that I'd rather, I wish I didn't like sauce. I just don't like sour, like sour cream or mayo or anything like that. I wish I didn't like sauce because it would make, it would make things a lot easier Mm because then you're, that's a lot of calories that you're missing that you could fill up with other things. Yeah, I'm not at that level yet where, like, I, I mean, I, I think I still, like, like, I'm very into, like, avocado products. So, I like avocados. I love eating avocados yeah. and organic avocados, but, like, avocado oil and stuff like that where, mm-hmm. like, I have a chipotle mayo that I use on, like, that I put on my eggs or, like, like other stuff a lot. That's, like, my go-to sauce. But I think it's, like, a pretty, like, high-quality, like, the ingredients that go into it. Like, I, make sure I'm not using There's certain either. small ingredients, like... um like uh palm oils and like all those oils yeah, like that. the, no. the like partially hydrogenated vegetable oil that's really bad Nasty. um yeah man it's just i know when i eat like bad food too because i'm you used feel to eating it. good food like i just had a chicken bake from costco i actually feel gross you feel sluggish i feel like that that was nasty like yeah and yeah it's just it's just not the hardest the, the thing energy me, of the yeah. food, like, uh, dude it's it's crazy man it's crazy what shit like that does for you i think the hardest thing for me was cutting out pasta for you sure you cut out all carbs or just pasta not all carbs i think carbs carbs are i like to eat carb before carbs uh before like in the morning i'll have like carbs with my breakfast um if before i have like a, a pretty intensive cardiovascular workout i think it's important to like charge your body up really well um, cuz you're probably going to burn over a thousand calories easy from like a really highly intense workout. What kind of workout? Um, I think it depends, man. Like if I'm doing like a, if I'm either going for a run or I'm going to do like a, a boxing workout, 
um, I'll sweat a ton. You get, you lose so much sodium and you lose and you burn so many calories cause it's like very cardiovascular. So I just think that that is like the hard thing, man, is like was cutting out that because I, when I carb up, it's like, I'm ready for like a really intense fucking workout. Like I'll eat carbs in the sense, like I'll eat potatoes. I'd rather have sweet potatoes, but I like sweet red potatoes. potatoes. So I like good. red potatoes more, but those are like the only really, the only carbs that I've been eating lately has been like potatoes and rice. And what do you have in the morning now? Depends on the day. Like I'm, when I work at the office, um, I will on some days I'll just most, most days it's, it's four eggs, um, and some like, like turkey bacon or like turkey sausage. That's yeah, it. That's my go too. Yeah. Throw a little avocado on there. Call it a day. Yeah. It's great. Oh man, dude, I, I can, I can go on about food forever. I think that it, I, I really like, not that you'll probably ever watch this, but my coach for boxing fucking saved me with food, man. Like I was at a point where I kind of plateaued from like a diet I was doing and I couldn't lose more weight. And he like really is smart as hell, man. He's like a trained nutritionist and dietitian, and he's, he really like got me on some good stuff, man. And like, it's crazy because like I could still eat the amount that I want to. He's like, you can eat a ton of calories if you want. He's like, you just can't put bad shit into your body. He's like, he's like, he's like, he eats like I I eat like over a pound. I eat like a pound to a pound and a half to two pounds of like steak, chicken, beef, protein a day, and it's like, what do you have for lunch? Just um, like, just like walk us through that like your whole day. Oh man, dude, I'll have four eggs, four eggs in the morning with, uh, some sort of protein with some sort of meat. Um, before lunch, I'll have either two hard, hard boiled eggs or, um, a, a, a two hard, hard boiled, it's kind of a tongue twister, two hard boiled eggs and a, a Greek yogurt. And then lunch, um, depends on what the guy at the office is making like if i'm at home i'll make a, a can of tuna with uh light mayo and some mustard or i'll have like rice cakes stuff like that um if i'm at the office it depends what he's making if he's making something that i don't really want to eat and it looks like shit i'll have a salad that's it i'll have a salad but i don't i always like i think salad's kind of a fucking myth you're there's literally no nutritional value in lettuce nothing it's water um the only nutritional value that you're getting from eating a salad is when you put, if you put meat on it, if you go out to dinner and you get a salad with no protein on it, you literally just drank water. So it does, there's no nutritional value to lettuce. So, um, if I do eat a salad, I'll put like a ton of chicken on it. That's it. Like, I don't really, I, I don't know, man. I, I just, my, I, I eat very boring. It's very boring. I eat the same shit probably every day. And my roommate also like put me on this too, man. Like my roommate, both my roommates are very like, very heavy into the gym, very like strong, like ripped guys. And they like are big motivations for me too. Obviously like my brother is a huge motivation for me too. Um, he runs Ironmans and does all this crazy shit that I could never even dream of doing. Um, so he's a big motivation. My roommates too, like they are very strict with what they do. Like they'll make, they are very strict about what they eat. So it's, it's, I think living around that has also been like a huge push for me too, about, and especially being in the kitchen, um, you could lift seven days a week and eat like shit. You're not going to see results. So, um, really figuring out the, the food aspect was, is like crazy difficult, but it was really good. I think, yeah, like what you're saying, like my food schedule is, it's very basic. I'll eat the eggs i'll have a lunch that's varies give or take depending on if i'm working from the office or not dinner is either ground turkey steak or chicken with depending on the carb of potatoes or rice with some sort of vegetable that's it every night and it sucks it doesn't really suck if you switch up the meat but like it's just it gets very drawn out we gotta start a nickel up cooking show Mm-hmm. Dude, no one would watch my cooking show because I cook the same fucking thing. Every so day. in the in the like in our building, we have like a bunch of grills up on the roof, and so once the weather is nice again, we're gonna be up there, 
yeah, every night. We did that a little bit, but and it's so nice too because you you don't have to clean like clean up. I mean, obviously we're cleaning up the grill, but like clean up on a grill. So much easier than dirty. So like much better than fucking here. doing your dishes. You guys, I did that. wait. So you have grills at this place too? Upstairs, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I remember way your, old than your old place. place. Your yeah. old place had the grills in the the side, like the side patio. So right, way better. Yeah. Yeah. Way better here. Like, these are three better. of them upstairs. Are, That's incredible. Are mm-hmm. It's beautiful Damn. view. They have TVs up there too, like couches with heaters. TVs, you can connect yeah. to your phone, play music. Like it's great. Was I up there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Is it an outdoor space? Yeah. yeah. I didn't go outside. You didn't go outside. No, you I, were there. I, that was that's where it was for the friends giving, right? That it was. And you can cook inside there too. You can. No, I saw like oh, I know. I remember the inside. I didn't go outside. It was too cold for me. Cool. I was also tired and high, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. it's not yeah. really feeling going outdoors. <laughs> nice. Well, well, awesome. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That was actually really good. That was, that was a great. That was a great podcast. I'm that glad, was fun. I'm so we're trying out like a few different things. So, um, dude, I think it's good to shoot the shit every once in a while. Character it's development like, for us, like just introducing. But I also think people. you know, like, like I, I don't really like like to shout them out, but like I'm not like the Nuck Boys podcast. Like when they have the podcast where it's just like them talking, I think those are the most entertaining ones. Yeah, yeah. Fuck the Nuck Boys. Yeah.